0: what's up everyone and welcome back to the between innings baseball podcast i'm your host for today's episode nick rosado you can find me on my multiple social media accounts first twitter uh, at respect all rise except the s and respect is the two my fandom account and then my professional account is at rosado underscore nick and you can also find me on instagram at nick rosado five um, our podcast has two social media accounts uh, at between innings one on both twitter and instagram uh just want to give a quick shout out and a notice to everyone uh shout out to noah notice to everyone uh, noah's going to be away for a while on an outdoor pursuits minor down on the west coast so um for a little bit here it's just going to be me um doing the pod by myself i'm going to try to have a couple of special guests occasionally but um just bear with me um try my best and uh he'll be back in a couple months anytime you know soon so uh see him soon uh but today we're going to be doing uh or i'm going to be doing uh top 10 first base and second base lists um same thing as previous lists uh basically going down from 10 to 1 uh stats based uh opinion based however you want to look at it obviously when it gets into the nitty-gritty of things certain players are gonna uh, be close in stats, but at the end of the day, it comes down to uh, the list. These lists will be my opinion when it comes down to what's close. And, you know, you might disagree, you might agree, but um, in the day I try to use as much stats as possible to make these lists uh, as close to ac- accurate as possible. Not sure that there isn't, there isn't even an accurate list, but what I think the correct rankings are. So, you know, if you disagree, just leave comments. Um down on our post on Instagram or Twitter um, or even if you do agree uh, just give your thoughts we love to hear what you guys think about these top 10 lists so I'm first going to start with first base Um, so at number 10 I have Seattle Mariners uh, first base uh, baseman Ty France. Um, Ty France uh, this is that was this was his third season in the league spent it in San Diego's first year in 2019 split 2020 between two teams the Padres and Mariners where he's now Um, and then 2021 he's all these spent with the uh mariners um in terms of his stats he had a wrc plus of 129 which ranked ninth uh x of 345 which ranked 12th defense around saved, he had five which ranked fourth uh oaa he had one which ranked 12th and then his winsborough placement this season was 3.5 um you know future notice uh whenever i say what they're ranked that rank is uh amongst the position amongst their position so all those i just stated um his rank that's his rank amongst first baseman not amongst all the players in the league and um the stat oaa uh above average i got that set from baseball savant so if a certain player ranks in oaa um but they don't in the other four stats that i list it's because i got those other four stats from fan graphs and fan graphs and baseball savant have a different way of deciding whether players qualify for list or not um might be games played um you know at bats whatever it may be so um just know that from now on when i'm reading stats and how they rank amongst their position in those stats but back to ty france um yeah those are pretty good stats as you can see he ranks you know in that area in term you know around the 10 range you know I, like i said ninth wc plus he's 12th and two of the stats. He's really good in DRS, which was fourth. Then war three was seventh. So um compared to his previous seasons, he's um he he had a little bit less WRC, his WRC was a little bit lower than 2020, but obviously higher than his first year in 2019. Uh his war was the highest of his career. Uh ex-woba um, second highest. Obviously, he's only at three years. So you know, saying second highest doesn't really mean much yet because you're only going off three seasons, the middle season. Um, but, yeah, he had a pretty uh, decent year. I mean, I felt like a lot, not just him, but a lot of players on that Mariners team got a lot more attention this year as a result of their play at 90 wins. Um, really a performance from him. And um, I can't wait to see his progression into this year, but I have him at number 10. Um Number nine, I have Philadelphia Phillies first baseman, uh, Reese Hoskins. Uh, Hoskins had 127 diversity plus, a 377 X wall negative seven defense round saved, negative two outs above average, which, which ranks 26th. And then his war was 2.3. Um, in terms of comparison to other years, his WRC plus was a little lower than 2020. Um, but, uh, that 2020 diversity plus was his second highest of his career after 2017. So this was this ranked third amongst his career. Um, numbers um this was his second highest war of his career at 2.3 like i said um following the 2018 year which he had 2.9 uh the ex-woba was the second high the third highest of his career um and he was on a team that once again phillies did not make the playoffs he performed well this season but um it's easy in a lineup that you know they're they're going to pitch to him, uh, rather than pitch to Bryce Harper. I mean Bryce Harper won the NLVP, so obviously you know they're probably going to do that a lot more often. So he'll probably get pitches to hit this season as a result of not wanting to pitch to Bryce Harper. Uh, it's, it comes down to whether he um, you know, takes advantage of that. Um, and the defense run save, Obviously he's not the best defender. Um, you know, like I said, he had negative seven defense runs saved, and then out above average. Uh, he had negative two. Uh, so obviously the Phillies would like to see him. Uh, get better on defense, but offensively, uh, he's far. I would say he's far from a problem. Um, uh, just I wouldn't put him against the eight guys I have ranked bottom him. So I have Reese Hoskins at number nine. Uh, number eight, I have Joey Votto of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, Votto continues to age well. Um, back in 2017, he had a I think it was a second place finish, John Carlson from the NLVP. But onto his stats from 2021 100, uh, 140 WRC plus was ranked third. Uh, his ex was. 406 which ranked fourth uh DRS he had four of them that ranked seventh out above average zero uh which ranked 15th and then his war was 3.6 which ranked sixth uh, amongst first basemen so he had uh stats kind of all over the place um he had one that was like down in the tens but then most of his other four stats were he was top 10 amongst first basemen in those so Joey Votto's an elite here. We've known that for a while now. Borderline uh, Hall of Famer. Uh, We'll find out. You know, obviously, we got to see how the rest of his career goes to see if the voters will let him in. But um, in terms of comparison to previous years, I mean, he's had a long career. He's been playing the league since 2007. Um, WRC Plus, this was, okay, it was not top five in his career. He's had way better seasons in terms of WRC Plus, but a 140 WRC Plus is 40% above league average, so that's no slouch. Um... I wouldn't, this this wasn't one of his best careers, but at the same time, if his name's not Joey Votto and he's another first baseman, you're definitely taking this production from him. Um, going forward, I mean, I think that a lot of the players I list on the list, like I'm going to list on this list, and the players I even list before him uh, at nine and 10, will probably be better than him going forward to years to come because he's just aging. And uh, we'll see probably his production dip a little bit, but in terms of 2022, I still think he's the eighth best first baseman in baseball. So um, number eight, Joe Votto. Uh Number seven, I have Brandon Belt, the San Francisco Giants. Uh, 2021 stats, WRC plus of 158, uh, X-Wobo of 374. Defensive run save, negative four, OAA had two, so that ranked ninth, and then his wars 3.3. Belt was another guy in that uh, San Francisco Giants lineup that had a renaissance year um that was absolutely raking this came after a really strong 2020 so i mean i guess you can not say renaissance because he already did in 2010 and 2020 he was just building off that but the the giants got great years from all their veterans um which allowed them to take the division title away from the dodgers um for the first time since 2012 i think this was i think 2012 was the last time a non-dodgers team won the nl west um unfortunately the giants um, fell to the Dodgers in the NLDS, unfortunately for him. But great season nonetheless, 106 wins, um, all that jazz. Uh, Belt unfortunately had a season-ending injury on his oh, with his thumb, so that explains why he won't qualify for most of the stats that I listed uh, amongst first basemen. But at the end of the day, he had a great career, um, career, <laughs> great season. Uh, his stats would have went up. You know, I presume if he had played, obviously WAR would have went up. It wouldn't have stayed at three point three; would have been a little bit higher. Uh, The one fifty eight WRC plus that was the second highest of his career. Um, And if depending on whether you count twenty twenty as a true season, I know some people would only count it, then I guess it was his first highest. But it was just an amazing team from Brandon Bell. Obviously, it hurt them a little bit missing him in the postseason this year. I feel like that's a bat that you know could have possibly propelled them over the top in in terms of playing the Dodgers and you know, they would have played the Braves in the NLCS, had they beat the Dodgers, and who knows, maybe he was the missing piece to their team that uh, didn't allow them to win a World Series title, but you know, we'll never know. Uh, we'll see if he continues his production going on to 2022, but I am um, comfortable with putting him at the number seven spot amongst first basemen. Uh, number six, I have Pete Alonso the New York Mets. Um, so in terms of Alonso, I think that, it's, he has his career is an interesting case, you know. Obviously, he had the 53 homers, a rookie record in 2019 with the homers. Uh, so his WSC plus was really high that year 144. This was the second highest, second highest of his career this year in 2021 at 133. But, um, obviously, it's when you have a year like he, he did in 2019, um, play, people are going to expect that out of him every year, which it's just. It, it's not you, can, you can't expect that out of the guy like him because that's like an o- otherworldly year um 50 homers is not is not normal uh, that's not something that happens for a player every year unless you're very Bonds. but um you know I, it, it's unreasonable to expect him to do that every year um nonetheless it, he had a, tw- a disappointing 2020 despite having a 120 wc plus i think we just saw a little bit of drop off for him um but in 2021 you know who's Getting back up towards that twin you production, obviously not the same thing, but um, closer to that and quite definitely better than 2020. Um, he had a 3.0 war, like I said. Um, he was 13% better than he was in 2020 in the of plus. And who knows if the 2020 season is longer than 60 games, maybe he does get equal production as this year, if not better. But, you know, obviously he's going to get he's going to continue to get better overall. Um, I, I, I don't see a problem with um you know his offense his defense has gone better since he got into the league uh like i said he ranked sixth in drs and 13th in oaa at one so um i think that uh he's right where he belongs on this list the guys i have in the top five in front of him are still uh better for sure than him but i i could see him getting to that five maybe even four spot by the end of next season uh with a healthy and strong season, uh, cause his ceiling is very high. So Pete Alonzo at number six, um, number five at Paul Goldschmidt, St. Louis Cardinals, um, Goldschmidt stats in 2021 were as listed are as listed 138 WRC plus, which ranked fifth, uh, X-Wobo of 396, which also ranked fifth, um, DRS of nine. So he ranked first, uh, OAA of six, which ranked third and then his worst 4.9 third, um, Goldsmith was a part of a Cardinals team that um, had a late season push to the postseason. I mean, they made it by a lot of games. I don't remember the exact amount, but um, it wasn't close, you know, towards the end of the season, whether the Cardinals were going to make it. It was definitely going to be them. The only thing that was a question was whether who, who was, uh, who they were going to play in the wildcard game. But, you know, they, uh, once they got on a roll, um, there was no looking back for them. And Goldsmith was a big part of that. Uh He's been an anchor at first base, not on the Cardinals, but just in the league for a long time, since 2011. You know, he spent all those years in Arizona from 2011 to 2019. So this was his second season in St. Louis. Um, The WRC Plus, let's see, that was – I'm in the middle of the pack in terms of his career. Uh, His highest was 163 in 2015. So um, 138 is is not no slouch at all, but, you know, compared to 2015, um, it's a big difference. Not, not, this is not at all. I'm not going kind to, of, I'm just saying, I'm appreciating the year he had in 2015. Um, ex Woba, uh, as far as they measured it, which goes back as far as 2015, this is his second, this is his second highest ex Woba. Um, oh, no, this is his highest um, ex Woba of his career. Um, so, you know, obviously, 20, 20- Nineteen, he had a three WAR season, uh, which was one of the times to be one of the lowers of his career. And then, if you want to count twenty twenty at two point two, obviously that goes up over the course of a sixty game season. But to compare a full season to a full season, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one, he had a one point nine jump, you know, in WAR from those years. So good season from Goldschmidt. I saw him fifth, right around that middle spot. Uh, I don't think I don't think he can go up on this list. Uh, if anything, he'd go down. I'm comfortable saying that if he I, I could see him just literally staying at five, but um, if people like Alonzo, and um, you know Hoskins and France emerge, um, next season they could surpass Goldschmidt. I, mean, I don't see him getting higher than five, uh, going into twenty twenty three. But twenty twenty two, I do have him at number five. Um, number four, I have Max Muncy of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dod- uh he's another one that had a season ending injury. Uh, this year in his UCL, and he had dislocation of his left elbow in October. That was like – it was either the second to last day or the last day of the regular season, so it was unfortunate. He had a he – was, he was having a great season. Uh, he even talks about people People were having for uh, – bone for MVP. Obviously, that went to Bryce Harper. But he was having an amazing year. He was an all-star. He uh, 4.9 war, like I said. Or did I say? No, I did not say that, actually. <laughs> yeah, 4.9 war. You know, his WRC Plus was 140, which ranked fourth. His war ranked fourth, by the way, in amongst first basemen. X-Lobo was 406, which ranked third, DRS second, and OAA first. His DRS was six, and his OAA was seventh. Um, Muncie, this is the best year of his career thus far uh, in terms of win, wins above replacement. Uh, same thing with the second-best WRC plus of his career following uh, that 2018 year where he had a 162, which that was a really, the year that he really became known uh, that mm, – in Major League Baseball when the Dodgers are making their run at the NL pendant for the second straight year, his ex Woba, this was the second highest, highest of his career. So a lot of this becomes, you know, you see, it's similar to 2018 production, but you know, a lot of people were talking about him being the best first baseman in the league. I mean, I would say that the first four guys are pretty close. Um, I just think the ceiling of the other guys, the three guys in, in top uh, ahead of him are a lot higher. Uh, but you know Max Muncy is a dog. Uh, he's gonna hit for you, that's a problem. He's gonna defend, he's an all around player. Um, offensively, defensively, he's fourth on my list. Um, and number three, I have Oakland Athletics first baseman Matt Olson, Uh, possibly soon to be on another team. We'll see. They're selling, uh, they're trading play, they're, they're in the market to trade players, do a rebuild. They just let their manager head off to San Diego, so we'll see what happens with Olsen. But as of right now, in this lockout, he's on the Oakland Athletics. Uh, 146 WRC plus, which ranked second. X-Obo of 379, ranked sixth. Defensive run, run saved of six, ranked third. An OAA of one, which ranked 11th. And then a WAR 5.0, which ranked second. He's elite. Uh, Matt Olson is elite. The only reason I have two guys, these two guys in front of him, is because the first guy had a otherworldly season, a absolutely absurd year, and the second guy is a former MVP who had a slow start, but you Know clearly he still has it and is going to get a big contract in free agency this year. And he's still putting up the amazing numbers that he has for the last couple of years. But Olsen deserves a lot of respect. He's not talked about because he's in a small market in Oakland, but then the day he is a top three first baseman in baseball, he needs to get some more respect. Uh, you know, his o- offensively, he's left, he's a left handed hitter. A lot of people are, um, love left, you know, love his bat. His war was the highest of his career. WRC plus was the high of his of his career. He's only gonna get better. I could see him being second, if not first, on this list next year. It depends on the year that number one guy has, because I mean the number one guy is a stud. But um, the ex wobo was uh his second highest of his career. So you know he is. I don't know. I don't really know. Have any more words to put it? He's just unbelievable. Defensively, he is one of the best in the league, you know, obviously he's a guy you want out there, you know, who would scoop the ball, not letting anything get past them. He's a gold glove defender. So, yeah, I mean, the first two guys, I just couldn't put him ahead of them. I actually had a lot of wrestling in my head with between him and the second guy, but I just had to put him third. You, you can even call it a tie if you wanted, but uh, I've got Matt Olsen third. Uh, do not be surprised if even at mid season, Midseason after my first month, I could put him second, that's how close it was. But for now, I'm gonna have him at third because the number two guy is uh 2020 National League MVP Freddie Freeman, who's currently a free agent, uh, World Series champion actually. Now, he won it this year with the Braves in the final year of his contract. We'll see if he heads back to Atlanta or if he departs for a team like the Yankees, Dodgers, um, any other team that's looking for first baseman. But, um, in terms of his stats, uh, 135 WRC plus, which ranked sixth, XO 416, which ranked second. Uh, Two defensive runs saved, which ranked 12th. uh, Three outs above average, which ranked 7th. And then a war of 4.5, which ranked 5th. All right, for Freeman. uh, Like I said earlier when I was talking about comparing him to Olsen, uh, Freeman had a slow start to the season. I mean, he won MVP in 2020, so a lot of people were expecting big things from him. Uh, So the slow start was kind of a surprise for some people. But nonetheless, he picked it up, and he led them to the World Series. Uh, There's not much to say. WRC Plus was, you know, around the middle of the pack in terms of his career, one about, you know, on the higher end of his career, I guess, if you had to split it in half. Um, you know, his war was also the middle of the pack, uh, but still, if you had to split, you know, his career in half, it would be on the higher end. Um, but yeah, this, he's aging. That's the only thing. You know, if you're asking me going forward, building a team, I'm picking Matt Olson over him because of age and regression in years to come. But I think that Freeman's bat glove right now going into this year just solely this going to solely 2022 um you better than matt olsen a smidge um but like i said Olson can surpass him i'm just comfortable taking freeman right now at second um but definitely not at first because the guy i have at number one is vladimir guerrero jr of the toronto blue jays um wow what, what can he do offensively defensively we'll get to but you know, he had a WRC plus of 166. That's 66% above league average. League average. Obviously, that was first amongst first basemen. 416, ex first amongst first basemen. Now, defensively, defensive rough save if he had two, which is 11th, and then outside about average, he had negative three, which was 31st. So defensively, um, not the best defender. You know, this is the guy who moved first base after playing third base up into the minors and, you know, a little bit at the start of his major career. So, you know, they're gonna still trying to get him adjusted first base. You know, they'll even occasionally have him DH if they have to, but, End of the day, he's there mainly for his bat because he, he has a phenomenal bat. I mean, man, if my team could trade for him right now, they definitely would. I mean, that's a stupid statement to even make because everyone would trade for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. right now if they could. Um, the has got a good one, they got an amazing one. Um, son of already Hall of Famer Vladimir Guerrero. He, um, after you know, disappointing start to his career, I think that first year, um. You know, he people. He wasn't as good as people would thought would think in that first year. Um, you know, at one hundred five diversity plus, he was only five percent above league average of zero point four WAR. Um, and then in his second year in twenty twenty, you know, he increased in terms of diversity plus, not in terms of WAR though. And a lot, you know, I think his play discipline got a lot better. That's that. That was a big thing for him. Um, he he, he swung strikes a lot more. He wasn't chasing as much, and he took advantage. You know. It, pitchers throwing anything, anything near the zone. I mean, if you look, go on YouTube, it's highlight reel of this season. um, He swing at pitches at his knee um, below his knee. He's hitting absurd pitches out of the park and he was just absolutely phenomenal. You know, if not for the season that Shohei Ohtani had, he's the MVP, but unfortunately Ohtani had amazing season pitching and hitting wise. So, you know, Vladdy came in second for MVP, but It's not really much to say he's the best first baseman in baseball right now. My opinion, um, going into 2022, uh, yeah. So that's the first baseman's list. Um, now we're going to move on to the second baseman's list, um, in terms of this ranking. So I just want to note one thing, um, certain, certain rankings are going to be changed. So I'm going to say second for a lot of this, no one is really going to be first on this list from anything. I don't think looking through this, no, I don't think so. Um, as a result of Trey Turner being ranked qualifying for second base because of the games played, I guess, there. So, certain, a lot of these stats won't have any of these guys at first at this position because of Trey Turner, because he had an amazing year, but he also played shortstop. So, just keep that in mind. Same thing applies for what I said earlier about um, baseball's avant and fangraphs with OAA and all that, you know, qualifying lists and stuff like that. So, um, we're going to start with number 10. Number 10 is going to be Gleyber Torres now of the New York Yankees. Um, keep in mind, he played shortstop for the majority of the season. So a lot of these stats, except for OAA will be his numbers at shortstop. He's going to play second base going forward. It is presumed for the Yankees unless he gets traded or they decide to move the third base from reason. But right now the plan is to have him play second base as he did to end this year. So for Glaber Torres, um, he had a kind of, kind of a down year, you know, it might be a surprise to everyone that I have him on this list, but I believe in Gleber Torres and this I might just be the Yankee fan talking to me, but we've seen what he can do. You know, production-wise, he's absolutely amazing um, with the bat when he's at his best. You know, 2019 postseason was really the time when he came out and everyone was like, okay, this kid is a stud. But, you know, nonetheless, a down year in 2021. Uh, like I said, 94 wRC plus, xob was 331, negative defensive runs saved, negative one out of average at second base and a war of 1.7. So defense has been a problem. He's better at second base. I know the, it says a negative one at second base, but over the f- course of a full season, I don't think he's a negative defender at second base. I think he's a lot better at second base than he is at shortstop. Um, offensively, down here, like I said, it was, little, it was very disappointing, and a lot of players on that Yankees team were disappointed this year, but this is someone who I am very confident in picking it up. You know, He had a 125 WRC plus in his 2019 season. Um, this was a, the worst WRC plus of his career. War-wise, he yeah, had 1.7. So, you know, if you're counting full seasons, 102-game uh, seasons, that's the worst of his career. Um, obviously, you count 2020. This is the third because you only had 0. 0.2 in 2020. But uh, I think that him moving to second base is going to take a lot more less stress, take a, take some stress off of him because I feel like him at shorts up, he had to worry about it every day, about people being on him. And rightfully so, people would, would be on him. But people being, you know, on him defensively, um. And took away some of his attention from batting. More he, 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 a lot more stress. You know, he he's someone I think that mentally, if he gets his, in his own head, it's gonna be a problem or it is a problem, but with a lot of confidence, he is a phenomenal player. So I think him moving back to second base will help him a lot, not just defensively, but offensively. So I'm gonna go with Gleyber Torres at number 10. Um and number nine, I have Minnesota Twins, second baseman Jorge Blanco. I'm not sure if he's gonna play shortstop this year, but I have him as a second baseman. Um Cause I can't remember who they have a shorts of right now, but they had Anderson and Sims last year. So in terms of his stats, he had a 122 WRC plus with which ranked fifth X-Wobo 347, which ranked fifth DRS three ranked eighth OAA negative one, ranked 30th, and then a Wharf 3.9, which ranked ninth uh, Polanco compare in comparison to the other year. He had a way better year than he had in 2020 Um, because 2020 had an 80 WRC plus. So this is way higher. Uh, He had a little bit of high. He even had a little bit higher than uh uh WRC plus than he had in his last 162 game season in twenty nineteen. This was actually the highest WRC plus of his career. You know, not counting twenty fourteen, which he had two fifty four. So you know, obviously that year he only played five games. So (laughs) it's gonna be through the roof if if he if he hit well in those five games. Um, this was the second highest WAR of his career. WOBA, this was the second highest of his career. So um, he had a pretty good season, you know, overall. I, I don't think got that much attention, obviously, because of the Twins and how bad they were this year. But, you know, you can't overlook him. Uh, I have him at ninth on this list because I think the guys going in front of him, honestly, going forward, will perform better than he will. And that leads me into number eight, Jeff McNeil of New York Mets. Who knows if he'll be on the Mets. The Mets made a lot of moves this, this offseason. So he could be on, uh, you know, on the trading block on the way out. But um, his stats this year, he had a 93 diversity plus, 313 ex Woba defensive, defensive run, save the four, a 4 oh, which ranked 12th, and then a war of 0.5. Um, McNeil played in 220 games this year, so it was kind of like a down year, but I'm not going to put too much stock into this year. This was a year um, a lot of players on that Mets team struggled. I'm not that – not that that's not the case, you know, consistently. But in terms of him, he's sh- he's shown a lot better seasons in his career. He had a one forty four wRC plus in twenty nineteen. Um, there are people talking about him for MVP that year. Uh, one thirty six in twenty eighteen. He had a one thirty one in twenty twenty. So he's been a way above average league, way above average league hitter um, over the course of his major league baseball career. Um, this was the lowest WAR of his career, even lower than twenty twenty when he had a one point two. So um, I think his stats. You will see a tick up in his stats once again, especially in the WRC plus category. Um, you know he had he had career low, ex-WOBA. Um, you know it, it's unfortunate, but I think that going forward, he will pl- he will show he will he will he will play more to the projections. Um, you know a lot of the guys on these lists that we we're creating uh, are have had down years, and you might be thinking why is this guy on this list? Well, it's because I'm not ready to you know penalize them for having one bad season i think that sometimes guys just have bad years um and pre- previous years other than 2021 can show me that they can have high production it's just that you know there's slumps season-long slumps you know uh it happens and it's, it's baseball you know you, it's a game where you f- where you you fail seven out of ten times and you're a hall of famer which means you succeed three out of ten times but um then the end of the day, I think that three years of production and one year of non production is not going it, to, it, enough for me to put him still in this top 10 at number eight. So Jeff McDill, number eight. Um, at number seven, I have Jonathan India of the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Um, India had an amazing year this year. This was the first year of his major league baseball career. Um, so, in terms of his stats, he had a 122 WRC plus, which ranked six, X of 345, which ranked third, zero defensive run save, which ranked 10th, negative seven outs of average, which ranked 37th, 3.9 war, which ranked eighth. Um, so, India had a great year. Obviously, he could also play shortstop, um, but they currently have who do they have on that team? They have Eugenio Suarez on that team. Uh, so for the, for the time being, unless they don't have Suarez at shortstop, um, India will be playing second base. He was a Rookie of the Year this year. I mean, there was really no doubt about it towards the end of the year. He just kind of ran away with it down the stretch. Um, you know, not really much to compare his career to. I just think that um, seventh is a great spot for him. So that's where I'm going to have Jonathan India. Um, number six, I have Jake Cronworth of the San Diego Padres, an all-star this year, you know, on a team that's, you know, littered with stars. You know, um, Fernando Tatis Jr., um, Manny Machado. Cronenworth stood out this year. This is a team that disappointed, but he t- certainly didn't. Um, he had a WRC plus of 116, which was seventh, Xwoba of 344, which was sixth, zero defensive runs saved, zero outs above average, uh, which ranked 28th. And then his war was 4.4, which ranked fifth. Um, in terms of Cronenworth, He, in 2020, he was the, was not the rookie of the year, however, uh, in comparison to that year in terms of stats, he had a lower WRC plus, but a higher war. Clearly that's going to happen over the course of uh, 162, he'd have the higher war, but also you could figure that um, maybe his WRC plus goes lower, but, you know, obviously a six game season is going to be a little inflated. Um. Lower ex-WOBA, but he wasn't an All-Star last year. Well, they didn't have All-Stars, but this year he had, did enough to become an All-Star. He was, like I said, a sole bright spot on that San Diego Padres team. Uh, that had a lot of struggling guys. Eric Hosmer getting benched. Uh, Hassan Kim didn't make the translation well to the majors um, from coming overseas. Tatis was injured a lot this year. So, I mean, in a year that was disappointing for the Padres, expecting to possibly go to the World Series, Cronenworth was um, one of the only good things about the year, and he was an all-star, so he's at six. onto the top five. And number five, we have Ozzy Albies of the Atlanta Braves. Albies had a 107 WRC+, which ranked 13th. X-Wobo of 332, which ranked 10th. Defensive Rush saved of one, which ranked ninth. OPS average, 122nd in the league and then 4.2 war, which ranks sixth. Um, Albies is a part of that, you know, pre-stacked Atlanta Braves infield. Uh, That includes Freddie Freeman, uh, Dansby Swanson, and Austin Riley. Um, In terms of comparison, this was the second highest war of his career. Um, His WRC Plus this year was the second highest, highest uh, third highest of his career. And his X-World this year was the second highest. So um, defensively, you know, he's right around he has one, so he's like right around if you I think zero I think zero is league average, because anything negative would be below league average and higher would be above league average. So he's right around league average, uh one in each defensive stat. Um and then offensively, you know, seven percent above league average and W S C plus and then three thirty two with X So. Um I think going f- he, he, he he's a switch hitter going forward. He'll be better than the other guys on this list. Better behind him, but the four guys that have above him, he just can crack. He's just a guy that will consistently put up these types of numbers. I feel, um, you know, if he has a down year, not surprised, but if he has an up year, it's a, it's you know, big boost to your squad. Um, an Atlanta Braves team that lost, um, Ronald Kuna Jr. due to the torn ACL uh, the. Hobbies was needed down the stretch um, and, you know, who delivered. So he's at number five. Um, and number four, I have Ketel Marte, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Who knows if he have been on the team going into this year, but right now he's a Diamondback. WRC Plus of 139, xWOB wobo of 371, zero defensive runs saved, negative two outs above average, and then a War of 2.9. Marte is a guy who's very, very um, underrated, not really talked about much. I feel, But he's also a guy that everyone would love to have on the team if they were aware of how good he was. Um, I had a little bit of, you know, wrestling in my mind of whether I should rank him third in front of the guy who's currently there or if I should put him fourth. But, you know, after looking into it, I think fourth is the right spot for him. He also plays the outfield, so he's a dual position player. Um, But, yeah, his stats, you know, in comparison to other years, this was... The second highest uh, war of his career. Um, You know, WRC Plus was the second highest of his career. One of the best years of his career. You know, honestly, he had his second highest ex Woba. So um, just continued positive performances year in and year out from Cattell Marte. Um, So that's why I have him fourth on this list. Number three, I have Jose Altuve, the Houston Trash sorry, Astros um altuve had a 130 wrc plus which ranked fourth uh 332 x wobo which ranked ninth um negative three defensive runs saved which ranked 11th out above average he had five which ranked 10th and then a war 5.2 which ranked fourth in the league um a lot of people including me not gonna lie to you expected him to not have that good of a year as a result of you know the cheating scandal um obviously we're a lot more removed than we were in the 2020 season from it but know in 2020 he had a rough year um who knows if it was the talk because obviously there was no noise in the dugouts but it was just like the constant discussion of it and everything who knows what was going on in 2020 but 2021 he was back to being jose altuve um this was one of the highest wrc pluses of his career um i'm sorry wars of his career in terms of WRC plus uh not on the higher side of his career but hey one story percent above the average you know you're taking that every day of the week from second baseman. X Woba, um, this was again the lower end, but you know, this is not in comparison. The list is not in comp- comparison to his previous years. It's in comparison to other second basemen and you know what he does on the field. Uh like I said, um, this is I have to give him respect. You know, he's quite frankly my least favorite player in baseball, but um you gotta give respect where it's due. He is a top three second baseman in baseball right now. Arguably fourth, you know, depends on who ask, but I think he's number three. Good year for Altuve, um, bouncing back after a rough, rough, rough 2020. So three, Jose Altuve, and number two, I have Marcus Simeon of the Texas Rangers. Uh, Simeon right before the lockout signed with the Rangers, leaving the Toronto Blue Jays. He signed that one-year deal going to 2020 with the Blue Jays to try to re, to try to have an amazing year, and you know give himself a lot more value market value going this year and boy did he succeed in that um stats 131 diversity plants which ranked third so you know that kind of trade turner, to that second he had exoable of 331 which ranked, which ranked 12th 11 defensive run saves which ranked second of average he had seven which ranked six and then his war was 6.6 which ranked second um again some of those seconds probably some of those seconds and thirds or really first and seconds because of you know Trey Turner playing second base for some time while he's well he was with the Dodgers and course here was a shortstop over there. But seeming like I said, had an amazing year. He signed a seven-year one hundred seventy-five million uh million dollar contract with the Texas Rangers right before the lockout. So he got that bread. Um placed third in America League MVP voting, was an all-star this year. Obviously, I think he was I think he was a silver slugger this year. If I'm not mistaken. Uh I can check that actually for you guys right now. Yeah, he was a silver slugger, gold glove award winner, um, all the first team finisher. So great year for him. Obviously, uh, I could have put him first after the year he had, but I think the guy in front of him has been top, if not one, top two for a couple of years now. Um, which leads me into who's number one, which is Brandon Lau of the Tampa Bay Rays 137 WRC plus, which ranked second again. First, if you're not counting trade Turner X of three, 360, ranked second. Defensive roads safe negative seven, which ranked 13th. OAA negative four, which ranked 33rd. Defense uh war 5.2, which ranked third. So, you know, defensively, not the best pro- uh, production you can get out of position, but offensively, he's a monster. Um, continuously producing for a Tampa Bay Rays team that surprises every year even at this point i don't know if it's a surprise it's just what they do but this was the highest four of his career high uh second highest WRC plus of his career and if you don't want to count 2020 um which it was only 60 games so you might be the reason it was at 152 then this was the highest of his career uh ex-woba not counting 2020 the highest of his career obviously counting 2020 second highest of his career so brandon Lau is c- continuously getting better He's amazing offensively. Um, you know, you want him at the plate unless you're in the playoffs because he didn't have a hit this postseason, but, you know, I'm not going to knock him for that. You know, I still think that he's the best second baseman in baseball. I just think he had a rough, you know, what is it, a week <laughs> that they were in the playoffs because they got eliminated by Boston. Um, but, you know, since he got in the league, he was very underrated, but I think now everyone's starting to notice how good he is because of the continuous improvement uh, as a major league baseball player. And, I you know, you know, I the last three guys on this list, the first three, well, last year guys I talked about, but meaning the first three guys on this list, array a former Blue Jay last year, and an Astro. Three guys I would like to not see do well, all doing well. So, you know, you got to give respect where it's due. Like I said before, uh, Brandon is the number one first, base, uh, second baseman in baseball going into 2022, of course, in my opinion. So that's the episode for today. Um, you know, that was my list of top 10 first baseman and second baseman going into 2022 uh, again, you know, this will be posted and then shared on social media accounts. So if you have agreements or disagreements, feel free to leave it in the comments. Um happy to hear it. But um, other than that, I want to thank everyone for listening. Once again, no, we'll be back, you know, in a couple months uh, until next time. Uh, this is Nick Rosado from between innings and see ya.